Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We're so glad that you could join us this evening, and we want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Um, As we entered into our fast, I placed these songs in the MIC chat room on Tuesday evening. So they are there for anyone who wants to know what the worship songs are. Amen? Amen. We're having an interesting time in the Lord, a very interesting time in the Lord. Uh, um, nations all over the world are in utter turmoil, and some of them are teetering on falling. And to tell you, Truthfully, this one doesn't look too too stable at the moment itself. But not to worry. Jesus is in control. Our Heavenly Father is in control. The Holy Spirit is in control. Amen? And God is working things out for our good. I just pray that more people will become involved in the election process so that we will have a true representation of what uh, the people in this particular nation expect from their leadership. Amen? And I pray in other nations that when people have the opportunity to vote, that they will take the time to get the mind of God concerning what they're about to do. And make sure that what they do is pleasing to the Lord, not necessarily in agreement with their own opinions, but is pleasing to the Lord. Amen? So often people don't take seriously voting. But you see, that's how this situation sort of got its start. People being lackadaisical and apathetic and, oh, I don't care and, that doesn't affect me and all of this other foolishness, really, that has no basis in fact or truth. As you see, just the move of a pen across a piece of paper can change the way everyone lives. So I would pray that regardless to what nation you're in, what country you're in, that you would take your voting rights very seriously. In this nation, people had to give their lives for us to have this right. There was blood that was shed so that you have the opportunity to vote. And if you're black in the United States, there was a lot more than bloodshed. People hung in trees so that you could get to vote. People died. They were mistreated unto death, making sure that you have an opportunity to vote, to be a part of the political system in this nation. So you see, you are without excuse. 
and you will give an account before the throne of God, which you did in your body. You see, voting is a stewardship, just as there are other stewardships in the body of Christ. Being a part of the political process in your nation is a stewardship. You have to answer to God for how you managed it. You have to answer to Jesus Christ for how you managed it or mismanaged it. So I want to bring this to your attention so that you don't um, take a attitude that said it really doesn't matter what I do. Oh, yes, it does. It always matters what a Christian does or does not do. Always matters, and it always will. It is a waste of time for you to sit back and complain when you have the opportunity to participate and you don't participate as you ought to. You ought to seek the mind of God concerning this. It ought to be a serious matter to you. And you ought to execute your responsibilities in a spirit of excellence. That's what Jesus Christ is expecting. And he has every right to expect it. You see, your true citizenship is in heaven, but you are stationed on earth. And you have to give an account for everything that you've done or failed to do while you were here. So I would hope that all of us would take advantage of this opportunity. Amen? That we would take God seriously. You know, all of this, all these adjudications that we place before the righteous judge, We have a part in how that turns out. If we don't do our part, we will answer to Jesus Christ for it. And that's just the truth. We can't turn a blind eye. Oh, well, I don't know what to do. Well, the Holy Spirit is in you. You could ask him, can't you? I'm certain that you can You can ask him to help you to become a a better informed voter. We try to keep you informed to a degree, but you have to answer to the Lord for this. No matter what nation you live in, you cannot afford to be passive, to just sit back and know nothing and do nothing. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Wherever you live on this planet, that whatever the political system is where you're living, that you take Jesus Christ into it and you do your part, whatever that may be. Amen. And whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. It, it's high time for Christians um, to stop taking this immature attitude that they can just have an opinion, pray a few prayers, but they don't have to vote. That's just not the way it works here. If you're going to have some say, you have to vote. 
If you want Jesus to answer, you have to pray. Amen? If you have that opportunity, you need to take it seriously. You need to honor God with what you do. Amen? You need to honor God with what you do. So I want to encourage you to do what's right. Make sure that your paperwork is in order. Check on it. You have the right and the privilege to do that. Whatever the requirements are that you can uh, be in line in order to participate, then do that. Do that. Amen? Amen. Certainly, if you can pay taxes, you can vote. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for every opportunity that we have, regardless of what nation we're a part of, to be a part of his world and to be an active part in what happens in this world. You know, um, most ministries just sit back and say this little sort of kumbaya kind of prayer. They don't get in it and really press it and put it before the Lord and stand there and believe him to move and to act. Most churches don't do that. They stick their heads in the sand. But that's not us. Miracle Outreach Ministries is involved in the world that God placed us in. And we're here to have a God effect in the world. We're supposed to be light and salt. Amen? So we don't sit back on our hands and do nothing and say nothing. Amen? We don't do it that way. We are active participants. Amen? We are active participants in God's world. We we witness to people, and we vote, and we participate. We make a God influence in this world while we're here. Because once you're gone, there's nothing, you know, you can't come back and vote. Oh, I should have voted for that. and Oh, I should. No. While the opportunity is before you, do what ought to be done. Amen? Act like you belong to Jesus. Participate. Praise the Lord. And special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet church, and we are on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. And whatever time it is, wherever you are on the planet, I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and Brother Marshall is here too. Praise the Lord. So uh, all of you are here, the Lord is here, and we're really ready to celebrate the Word of God. Amen? As we are going forth in this fast, um, I want you to stay serious with the Lord. Don't get distracted. Be serious with the Lord. These are very dangerous times that we live in. Don't take this lightly. This is a serious opportunity because we're yet to see what's going to happen next. We're yet to see what's going to happen next. 
um, the Lord has been telling me something about um, the interference of the government in health care. He's been explaining some things to me. And so now I have a better understanding of some of the things that have happened. And I'm going to tell you, saints, there's going to be some very severe responses to what has taken place. You see, our bodies actually do belong to Jesus Christ. They actually do belong to him. They are his personal property. And we are stewards of the bodies that we have. You can't live on this planet without one, so one was provided that we might live here. But we answer to Jesus Christ for what we do and what we fail to do, as I said before. And there are going to be a lot of deaths. I'm just going to tell you, there are going to be a lot of deaths. It's not news that I asked to receive, but the Lord was very direct and straightforward, and he repeated himself on more than one occasion. So we encouraged people to refrain from participating the um, force, what was referred to as vaccination. But I want you to know, you can't make a vaccine as fast as they swore that they did. Vaccines take years to develop. You can't do it in two days. Amen? That's not a vaccination. That's something else. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. And if you didn't um, perceive that something was awry in that situation, you need to go back and reaffirm that you're a Christian. You need to go back and reaffirm that you're a Christian. Since when do people have to get fired because they won't take an injection that they don't feel right about? You should know that something's wrong, and that means it's time for you to go to Jesus Christ. It's time for you to set your fear aside and ask for the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me in this matter. There are a lot of people who are going to get very deathly ill because of what's happened. What they did was they used a system to go in and splice, basically splice, your chromosome. They sliced your RNA and injected something that was not to be in your body. All right? They injected something in you that God never intended to be in your body. So, I would suggest that you go to Jesus Christ. I would suggest that you go to your Heavenly Father. If you receive that, 
you need to go to God because they're going to be even more serious consequences in people's health because of it than we have already seen. There are going to be a lot of people that have to go the way of the mortician. Amen? So I want you to be prayerful about this. What does that mean? That means, Lord, I'm lifting this situation up to you, and I'm asking you to do what only God can do. You see, the information was out there to know that there was something wrong. The information was out there. So, such as it is, but God will help us. Amen? He's our hope, and he will help us. And I'm also praying for the people that had to give up their income so that they could take the righteous stand. People that not only lost their income, they lost their retirement plans. They lost all kinds of things to help sustain them materially in this world. But they took a stand for Christ. They took a stand for what was right. Amen? Stand for what is right. Now, having made the right decision. You need to continue to stand and continue to pray for others to come out of their darkness into the light on this matter. Amen? To come out of their darkness and come into the light on this matter. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you that we're still baptizing at Miracle Outreach Ministries here in Jacksonville, and we thank you for every baptism that you allow us to administer and participate in. It is a blessing. We thank you, Lord, for those who've participated in the past, and we welcome those who desire to be baptized. We ask, Lord, that they contact Brother Bill in the MIC radio chat while we're live on the air, or they may email me at gproom at outlook.com. And I want to thank the Lord for his mercy toward all of us who stood and refused to receive the jab. Thank you, Lord, for holding us, for keeping us, for giving us the strength and the fortitude and the courage to take the stand that we took and not to back down. And not to back down. So thank you, Lord, for that. You brought us through that part. There's more to come. They've got plans for us. They're eugenicists, Lord. They believe that they can determine how many people ought to be on the planet. They believe they're God, and they can call the shots. So I want to thank you, Lord, for holding us up and for taking us through every battle and every war that is set before us. We will continue to look to you as the author 
and the finisher of our faith and our great rewarder. We thank you, Lord. As we seek you on this fast, Lord, speak to us, guide us, direct us, give us the encouragement that we need, Father. We thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you and we give you praise. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the armor of God, for the shield of faith that we raise to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. We thank you for grace. We thank you for your mighty power moving through our lives. We thank you for your correction and for your blessing and for your miracles, Lord. It's all to your glory. We know that we don't have much longer down here on this planet, but while we are here, we'd like to be used of God to reach souls for the kingdom, Father. And you said, Sunday, that you would use us. So we thank you, and we avail ourselves to you every single day. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels and your praising angels. Hallelujah. And for your ministering spirit. We thank you, Lord, that there's no need for us to fear because you are with us. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strongmen and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devil that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, listeners, familiar devils, electronic, digital, technology demons in their attacks, all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits in their attacks, all sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, Boredom spirits and their attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, and drone spirits. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno paganism, and mind control by the occult. 
We bind all pulsed microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding, directed energy microwave weapons. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We bind the Havana syndrome and the brain changes and the injuries and all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all EMP and EMF attacks in the name of Jesus, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals and their intent, and we overturn and empty all cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components. We bind all uh, every wave used against the people, against the populace, coming off the satellites, off the cell towers, through our cellular and electronic devices and televisions, and all such in Jesus' name. Coming through our computers, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right to attack us. Amen. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Arctic, Anarchic, Asian, Tribal, Indigenous, Native groups, groups from every nation all over the world, and every place, island groups. We bind the witchcraft, the voodoo, the hoodoo, the cursing, the shamans, the witch doctors, in the name of Jesus, we bind the Obita man in Jesus' holy name and all of their evil and wicked works in Jesus' name. <clears throat> hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and every attack. And we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin and our cultures. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, and distractions in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications in Jesus' name. We bind all formations of bullflies, demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. In Jesus' name, 
We bind the transference of evil spirits, mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. Defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, every payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your care for us. Thank you. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrine, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, Spirit guides and defilement by wizards, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we do. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind Leviathan, the king of pride, and all of his agents in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet and his 72 in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballers, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and return of promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, and ceremony, and we bind the powers that they use in Jesus' name, including those of affiliated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, and the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives, 
and we return and loose uh, return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin we denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them we bind the gang stalkers and send their fear harassments of witchcraft as well as their mind control back on their own heads in Jesus name we bind the spirit of slumber we thank you father that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We pray, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere. We pray for every persecuted Christian on the globe, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask for your protection. We ask for you to supply their needs. We ask for you to encourage them and to heal them. Father, we ask for you to heal them. Many of them have been tortured. Many of them have been tormented and persecuted beyond belief. We ask you to heal them, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' holy name. We ask you to heal them, Father. We thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We also lift up to you, Father, all of the Christians that were left behind in Afghanistan. Encourage them, Father. Encourage them. Protect them. Oh, and supply their needs, Father, whatever they may be in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We want to thank you for that, Father. We disconnect ourselves from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it to leave us now. In Jesus' name, cover ourselves and our transportation with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the demons and entities of the road that would cause uh, accidents or collisions or breakdowns or failure to obey the traffic laws in Jesus' holy name. 
We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, all the nightmares, sex dreams, bad dreams, witchcraft dreams, anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away in Jesus' name. We thank you for the fiery wall of protection that surrounds us, Father, in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent to us from the evil one in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut and destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, hacks, pledges, vows, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down all the walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and all such. We break the power of every curse, every love spell, vex, hex, sorcery, magic, voodoo, charm, all mind control, psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, jinxes, bewitchments, death, potion, pain, torment, and candle burnings, incantations, chanting, crystals, hoodoo, root works, tribal rituals, and sins, and every form of destruction coming from the devil in Jesus' name. We send it back to him. It's his, not ours. We bind spirits of wizardry and sorcery in the name of Jesus Christ. And we destroy your influence in our lives in Jesus' name. We bind spirits of bondage and spirits of blindness in Jesus' name. We break every ungodly yoke in Jesus' name. And we release the liberty that is in Jesus Christ to the saints of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So tonight, saints, we're going to uh, have a little fireside chat without the fire. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a little fireside chat without the fire. Just the chat part. Amen? Amen. So our featured proverb for tonight's worship service is proverb number one. Proverbs chapter one. Yes, the whole chapter. Amen. Proverbs chapter one. And our verses for meditation come from the book of Proverbs also. Proverbs 18, verse 7, 10, verse 4, and Proverbs 30, 13, verse 3. Amen. Our featured ebook is Testing the Spirit's Bible Study. Testing the Spirit's Bible Study. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, Brother Bill will put the link in the chat room. Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. So the Lord says we need to talk about bear ye one another. Bear ye one another? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. 
There are seasons in our lives when surviving stress is largely dependent on our ability to adapt. Yes, this is one of the times in everybody's life when surviving and overcoming stress is dependent on our ability to adapt. Sometimes when it isn't best to fight or flee, the solution is to flow. The solution is to flow. The more flexible we learn to be, the less distress we will experience while depending on God's grace. Yes, we can control certain situations by changing our circumstances. But most of our issues are not solved this way. Learning to adapt to unchangeable circumstances is far more useful in the long run than insisting on always trying to change, deny, or escape them. You see, there are times that God's trying to teach us a different lesson. And there are times when he wants us to learn adaptive ways rather than pack up and leave the situation and walk away or stand there and just fight, fight, fight. There are times, but you'd have to be walking with the Lord to find out about that. You'd have to be talking with him and listening to him. Our way to maturity in Christ, there are just some things that we must bear or endure, put up with, and suffer. Nobody likes it, but it's part of the lesson. Amen? We must realize that we cannot have it all, at least not all at once. We must admit that our choices and decisions have had a great on where we find ourselves today. Our Heavenly Father has great compassion for his children. He will share his counsel with us, but we must be willing and ready to receive his counsel and to apply it to our lives. Now, you see, sometimes we fail to receive the counsel of God because we don't really want it anyway. You say, well, that can't be true, Pastor. Oh, yes, it is. Sometimes we really don't want it. We're determined that we're going to have it our way no matter what. And so in so determining that, we end up, Forsaking the counsel of God. You see, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, 
Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. He's our counselor. We have, as children of God, the great opportunity to receive counsel from Almighty God himself. But do we take advantage of that? Do we maximize it? Do we use that counsel to our best advantage? He's our counselor. He's the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But do we allow him to be all of this in our lives? You know, we're down here on the earth, and it would be a waste for us to live here and not allow God to fully express himself through our lives and then go home and go, oh, I never got around to that. That's not the best way. So let's go visit the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. Thirty-seven. Oh, Jerusalem, Jesus speaking here, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings. And ye would not. You see here in this verse, the Lord Jesus is moaning and groaning from within. Because he knows what's going to happen next. He knows the history of Jerusalem. This is the place where God has placed his name. But it's also the place where the religious government, the Sanhedrin, rules in sometimes an unrighteous way. They order the killing of the prophets. The people feel free to stone those that are sent to them. And here Jesus has come, their Messiah, who some choose choose him as their Messiah and others reject him. In this verse, Jesus is pleading with them. Jesus, Allah, Jerusalem, the place where religion and politics walk hand in hand. What a strange mixture. Jerusalem is the place where the prophets are killed, where the gospel was first preached. And Jesus was extending the Father's favor to them. 
the grace of gathering the covenant people of God together, much as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing. Jesus did many miracles in Jerusalem, but would they open their eyes to see? Some did, some did not. Little chicks naturally run to the hen for shelter when they are threatened by birds of prey. But God's people are not so wise. Not then, nor now. The Lord has words of guidance for us. But do we heed them? No, many times we do our own thing, but when the bottom falls out, we remember God. Had we humbled ourselves back then, we may have missed many a misfortune. But even now, the Lord will guide us through. He will be our light in the darkness. He is our way maker, and he is. You see, some of us have the privilege of experience. And in our experiences, we can remember when we were beyond foolishness and we made many unwise choices and decisions. And we had to learn the hard way that we don't know it all and that we could not chart our own course in life and that we were not the captain of our own fate. We had to learn that we had to humble ourselves and come back to God. Well, with such a rich treasure of experiences, you would think that we would make far better decisions and choices now. But sometimes that does not happen. Sometimes we repeat the mistakes of the past because we just got out of it, you see. We didn't really learn the lesson. But God is calling us to a new place. God is calling us to a place where we will seek out his counsel and wait for it before we choose a course of action. That's what God would like to see. But we have to choose to agree. We have to choose to agree. Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's in line if we'll stick with God. But what the human tendency seems to be is, We'll run to God for one answer, and then we think we've got it all. He hasn't told us how to administer it yet, 
We didn't wait for that. We just took off flying thinking we had it all, and we decided to go run and do it. Well, God is very forbearing with us, very forbearing with us. And when we find out that we have run into a wall and we come back to him in humility, he will redirect us into victory and success. Psalm 40, verse 2, 40, verse 2. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. Well, then we should keep going with him. We should keep going with him. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 22. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 22. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man taketh from you. God is extremely tolerant of our mistakes, errors, shortcomings, flaws, ignorance, impatience, lack of understanding, and so much more. So should we think that we are like him when we refuse to forbear one with another? Should we? His love for the Israelites brought his mercy for them when they deserve judgment. You remember the Israelites. God brought them out of slavery in Egypt. He brought them out with a strong hand and a mighty arm. He did miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And he just kept doing them and kept doing them and kept doing them. And as soon as they got out in the wilderness and they ran into their first, second, third, fourth, and fifth obstacle, they wanted to uh, get a new leader and go back to Egypt so they could go back to bondage and slavery. They deserve judgment, but God gave them mercy. And so God has done that for us. And so he expects for us to do the same for others. In his mercy, God is patient and forgiving of our errors. We have a lot of them, you realize. As we are being transformed into his image and likeness, we must learn to become and remain patient and forgiving of others. You know, some of us have forgotten 
how much work the Lord put into us to get us just to the place where we are right now. Some of us, for some reason, think it happened overnight, but I'm here to explain to you that that is simply not the truth. God has been working overtime with us for a very long time. Some of us just downright refuse to be born again, which, yo, I'm not going to do that. But God didn't give up. We glad for that. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? And they thought seven times was a lot. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Amen. Keep right on forgiving. Why? Because God keeps forgiving us. And if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us. If we fail to forgive, God will not forgive us, the scriptures tell us. Don't repay evil for evil. There's going to be plenty of it going around. You'll be repaying forever and you'll never get anything else done. So don't bother to get into that pattern. Don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult. That's a very vicious circle, and the devil loves to get you caught up in it. Don't snap back at those who say unkind things about you and to you. You know there was a time in society when people were far more civil than they are now. People now are becoming more and more uncivilized seemingly with every week. They engage in behaviors that were absolutely almost forbidden, just terrible, horrible things. That wouldn't be tolerated decades ago. People do it now with no thought. So don't get caught up in that vicious cycle of insult for insult and injury for injury. You've been called to live like Jesus. Jesus never would have made it to the cross if he had taken the time to pay back every Sadducee and every Pharisee and every person in the Sanhedrin that did something against him. He would have been too caught up paying them all back. So don't get caught up in that. Keep going. There's a lot more true work in the kingdom for you to do. Instead, pray for God's help for them. For we are to be kind to others, and God will bless us for it. 
God will bless us for it. Luke chapter 17, verse 4. Luke chapter 17, verse 4. And Jesus speaking, and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. That's what he said. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Now the God of patient consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, not just in any old thing, according to Christ Jesus. You see, in order to develop patience, you have to have a challenge. That's right. The trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work, that you might become complete and entire, wanting nothing. Allow God to put you through the paces so that you develop the patience that you're going to need to do the assignments that he has for you in this life. Yes, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it reaps great rewards. You see, along with having the patience develop, God grants you consolation at the same time. Sometimes you just have to endure with certain circumstances and certain people and their ill attitudes. God has borne with all of our ill attitudes. And so it is reasonable for him to expect that as we're becoming more mature in Christ and we're being fashioned into the image of Jesus Christ, that we would become more forgiving, more enduring, more forbearing, more patient, more loving. Amen. You say, well, I do this already. You missed something. More. Well, Lord, I put up with so much of this already. More. All of us have something in our lives that we don't particularly care for. We don't exactly like it. Sometimes it serves as an irritant and an annoyance to us. But God is saying, humble yourself a little more. Be a little more forbearing. Be a little more patient. Yes, he's stretching us, but it's for a good cause. Yes, he's stretching us, 
But yes, we need to allow for the stretch. God. At least you haven't had to take your own cross up to Calvary, get nailed to it, get it knocked into the ground with you on it, and hang there in a most uncomfortable position in the heat of the day with a crown of thorns pressed into your skull and blood running out of your body and people tearing your clothes apart and mocking you and cursing you, your mother's standing there weeping uncontrollably, your disciples are there, but they don't know what to say or what to do. They're totally astonished. And you're taking on all the sins of the world. And you're becoming a curse for everyone that has ever breathed and ever will breathe. You haven't had to go that far yet, saints. So let's go our part of the disc. Do our part. You see, no, no cross in our lives, no crown later on. Amen. It's not fun, but it's good. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Charity or love suffereth long. That's why it's called long-suffering. It's long. No joke. And is kind. Yes, we're going to have to make some adjustments so that we can be long-suffering and kind at the same time. Amen. Charity or love envieth not. It doesn't vaunt itself. It doesn't stick its chest all out. It's not puffed up. Verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. It beareth all things, mm-hmm. believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That's what he said. It beareth all things. This is what the love of God does in us. It beareth all things, it believes, it hopes, is it endures all things. Well, how long is this endurance till God says that's it? It's not over till God says it's over. You see, we have to grow. And sometimes in growth we have to be stretched in ways that we don't particularly wish to be stretched. But God wants to make room for more growth in our lives. And you know, God is going to get his way. We can puff and we can sulk and we can pout all we want. But God's going to ultimately get his way in our lives. You may as well make up your mind to just go along with him. Amen? Amen. Colossians. Oh, I left the scripture out, Jesus. Colossians, chapter 3. Colossians, 
chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Put on, therefore, the elect of God. Remember, we talked about that not too long ago, being the elect of God, the chosen of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. Put on that compassion. It's there. You might not want to pull it out of storage, but you ought to. We're all going to need it. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Long-suffering. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. So you see, this is who we're called to be. When we hold in our thoughts how very, very, very patient God has been and still is with our errors and sins, it helps us to forbear with others. It helps us to put up with them. Our forbearance, we, we need understanding. Yes. With those who exhibit weaknesses that we don't share. Everybody's different. Everybody's weaknesses are not all in the same places to the same degree. We should remember that we are to build one another up in the faith. Yes, there will be times when you may believe that it makes no difference to the Lord whether you do certain things. Yet, you cannot just go ahead and do them to please yourself. We are called to bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts, fears, and differences of opinions of those who believe that though that these things are wrong. We cannot wound their faith by being inconsiderate. Now I'm going to try to give you an example that's general enough for you to get the point. Mm-hmm. All right, your Aunt Millie believes that on Sundays you can't do anything but go to church and come home. She believes that you have to start cooking your dinner on Saturday and get finished by 6 o'clock. And that on Sunday, 
after you come home from church and you've worshipped the Lord, you can't just throw a few things in the washer and turn the washer on. That's what she believed. So when Aunt Millie comes over to your house to visit because you prepared dinner for her, it would be inconsiderate of you to decide, well, this is a good time to take the tablecloth, all the napkins, and all the um, all the dish towels, throw them in the washer, and start the wash. Why? Because you already know how Aunt Millie feels and what she believes. So you refrain from doing that because of Aunt Millie. Amen? Now, I know that's extremely simplistic, but I think you get the point. Amen? You get the point. We can't hurt other people's faith just because we believe somewhat differently. Amen? They've had to grow to attain the faith that they do have. We certainly don't want to discourage that. All right. Uh, Another example could be in a social situation. Say you and your family and the way you grew up, you lived a very casual, what we refer to as casual now, kind of life. You could eat off paper plates whenever you felt like it. But you and your wife have been invited to a dinner party where there's a different norm. The house that you're going to visit, the family that you're going to dine with, they don't do it the way you did it when you grew up. They don't do what you do. They eat off fine china. They have a full place setting. There are linen napkins on the table with napkin rings. There's real crystals for stemware. There are more forks than you've ever seen at a place setting. That would not be the time for you to say, well, I've never seen this many forks before in my life. That would just not be the thing to do. Now, would it? Amen? I hope by my simple examples, you're coming to see how we have to adapt and flow and adjust so that God can use us in whatever setting He places us in. Amen? I hope you're getting the point. That would not be the time for you to say, well, at my house, we just eat off of... No, that wouldn't be the time to say that. Amen? And I would hope that you would come to dinner more formally dressed 
than a T-shirt and a pair of jeans for that dinner. Amen? We must learn to adapt and to adjust without judgment, without criticism, so that God can use us as the love of God flows through us. Amen. I think you're getting the point. It helps when we're looking for the good in others. It helps us to endure their weaknesses and faults. Face it, saints, there are no perfect people anywhere. There just aren't. The Lord expects us to forgive every irritation and learn to be tolerant of others. Yes, it is challenging to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. It is a challenge, but the Holy Spirit is our helper. We should seek his help. But if we ask the Lord to help us, he will. We should be careful not to open the door to self-righteousness. Well, who do they think they are with all this kind of China? I wonder how much money they spent on that. And you know how it goes on and on and on. The money they spent on that, they could have bought. I remember one time, that I did a favor for someone. I I had to go across town to go to the doctor's office because I had an emergency. As I was leaving, I was passing by a seafood restaurant. So I bought a dinner for myself and for one of my neighbors that had been helping me. And on my way home, I dropped off the dinner to the neighbor's house, who happened to have been in the garage. Well, believe it or not, while the neighbor was in the garage eating their lunch, another neighbor came by to visit that person and made this comment, about the money that was spent on your lunch could have been used for blah, 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 blah. You could have gotten. Now, we all know that's meddling. We all know that's being nosy. We all know that's being thoughtless and inconsiderate and judging. All of the things that God doesn't like and that are not a part of him. But so many of us have grown up with these kinds of things in our lives that it takes a while to get them all worked out so that the character and nature of Jesus Christ can come to the surface. Amen? So as this process is taking place, We need to learn to be a little more forbearing with our own selves, have this inclination to want us 
to be almost perfect. And I hate to shock you like this, but as long as you're on this planet, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to be human just like everybody else, and you're going to have flaws, you're going to make errors and mistakes, and even sin. And everything you think isn't right just because you think it. Self is not always right. Amen. That's another one of those marks of maturity. We should steer clear of being completely intolerant of those who we feel have done wrong deeds. We ought not to judge them, for there is but one righteous judge. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 2, Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 2, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. So be careful now, because it comes back to you. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the moat out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam that out of thine own eye. Go to God and deal with you first. That's the way to do it. And then, Shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye? You see, you can't start with your brother. You have to start with yourself. Amen. It's a real world with Jesus Christ. It's a real world with Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 6. Luke. Chapter 6, beginning with verse 31. As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. You see, you can't sit there and conjure up in your own thoughts, well, Um, Well, what else could she do? She couldn't do but this and this and this and this. You don't know that. When God is moving in a person's life, they have opportunities that you have not thought of. Just because you can't think of but one outcome in the situation does not mean that you are correct. Amen. You shouldn't pigeonhole people that way. Well, most of them like that. 
Most of them who? People are individuals within cultures, within races. People are individuals. They don't come cookie cutters. So you can't say all of those people who are over there in that group, they all think that, no, you can't do that. People are individual. Even twins have their own points of view. Amen? And we need to receive people that way as individuals and not try to clump them in a group and attribute qualities to them that just don't fit them. Amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 6, verse 31. As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? What, where, where's the growth there? That's just normal. For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Notwithstanding, this does not mean that we should be favorable and tolerant of evil, breaking the law, or deliberate wickedness. We are not tolerant of occult attacks or of witchcraft attacks, nor are we chummy with those who do such things. We do not encourage such. Verse 33 1 Corinthians Chapter 15 Verse 33 Be not deceived Be not deceived You have to choose truth And not deception Evil communication Corrupts good manners Evil communication corrupts good manners. You see, saints, you can't just hang around anybody and everybody that does any and everything. You you can't do that. Why? Because those spirits are going to transfer to you, and they will. And you know they will. Because when God says, don't go that way, and you go that way anyway, You open yourself up for problems. Why? Because you're already in disobedience. Amen, it's so. Don't be fooled. If you listen to them, you'll start acting like them, you see? So use some wisdom and stop that sinning. Amen? Stop doing that. Some of us are not as selective as we ought to be. 
when it comes to forming friendships or severing relationships. Some of us are not so smart. But you know, Jesus knows it all. He knows how to do it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. So either you're going to go all the way with Jesus or you're going to go back to your old form of living. You're either going to come on with the Lord or you're going to go back, 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 back. You can't play the fence and you can't play both sides. It's one side or the other. You can't go all the way with Christ, and still hang out with your witchcraft friends. You're going to have to choose between the witchcraft folks and, the, and God and his kingdom. You can't have both. Amen? At no point in the scripture do we see Jesus Kissing Satan on both cheeks, it's not there. In the wilderness, Jesus said, it is written. He stuck with the word of God. He did not invite Satan over for some refreshment. Do you get the point? When Jesus was out on the boat preaching the gospel, he wasn't um, smiling and waving like he was in a parade to Satan up on the shore. Neither do we continue to fellowship where Jesus has removed us from. Jesus has said, sever this relationship. Put it into it. And end means just that, the end. There are saints who God sent to us to help them and to direct them into deliverance. This has been going on forever. Unfortunately, some of them want to come into deliverance and then return to the same places and relationships that cause them problems. There is separation in God's world. Sheep and goats go in different directions. Light and darkness have no fellowship. So we teach you to cease to fellowship with those in darkness, nor should you encourage such by your action. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. 
Now I beseech you, brethren, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine, to the teaching which ye have learned, and avoid them, and avoid them. God is very clear about his instruction, and we need to pay the most earnest heed to what he has said. Sometimes, saints, we are too familiar with those elements which have caused us grief and sorrow. Boundary, separation, and detachment can help us. Nehemiah, chapter 13, verse 28. Nehemiah, chapter 13, verse 28. And one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Elisha, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite, for I chased him from me. Huh. Nehemiah chased somebody away from him? This verse explains that Nehemiah expelled from fellowship a compromising traitor who though the son of the high priest intermarried with the daughter of Israel's then arch enemy, Sanballat. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real. There is a penalty to be remembered when we decide to help out God's enemies. And in Scripture, that penalty is severe. You see, saints, the Israelites had boundaries that God gave them on who they could associate with, who they could uh, intermarry with. God gave them boundaries for their own protection, and he has given us boundaries as well. And we need to honor those boundaries. Therefore, our good. Amen. They are for our good. Serious problems require the severance of all communication. That's right. Serious problems require the severance of all communication, all interaction. All interfaces. God's tolerance also depends on our level of accountability. Once you know better, 
You are expected to do better. Once you know better, you are expected to do better. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, if since God has gone to this great length to bring us back to himself, ought we not honor him by obeying him? Oughtn't we? Shouldn't that be something that's important to us? Amen? Amen. Amen. When we learn better, when we know better, we're expected to do better. Praise the Lord. We're learning. We're growing. God loves us. We can improve. Amen. We can improve. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get into them. Let's start with NK. Praise my husband and I needed a bed frame and a new mattress for about eight months. Our sleeping arrangement was getting harder and harder for me. I waited and prayed and looked online. I thank God for all the difficulty and trusted him. Today, KK brought bought us a wonderful bed and mattress and a new blanket. I am grateful that God provided above what we thought we should have. Thanks to God in advance for nightstands and dressers. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And NK goes on, my son is supplementing his home education with online courses this year. Today, he met with his two new teachers and many fellow students in person. Dad said AK's conduct was an A. He gave a great impression to the adults and didn't resort to any sinful ways of the past with the kids. He even made a few, he made a new friend who does not play video games. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Holmes one, Sam Owens wrote, thanks to the Father for my urine not being bloody, and I'm praying for healing that it gets cleared up totally. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. He has been fighting, and he does not back down. Thank you, Lord, for Sam. And he says, thank you, Jesus, for blessing me to be blessed with my wife on our 50th anniversary, because without you, it would not be possible. Praise you, Lord, for this. We just praise you. Fifty years, that is awesome. And Dana says, praise God for his mercy and love. I listened to Dr. Brian Artis' broadcast from the chat room, and he shared that provenine iodine in a nasal spray are mixed with water and gargle, not swallowed multiple times daily while experiencing symptoms, was an effective treatment for covid well, the enemy hit me with a few symptoms that same, the exact same week, 
as last year when I had COVID, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of the broadcast, so I gargled several times per day. My symptoms remained very mild. I was back to work two days later. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that testimony. D47 has a praise report. I thank you for making a way for me to have transportation to and from work. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Lord, for that. Rosie has a praise report. One of my daughters was filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Praise you, Jesus, for all that you are doing. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord. Daryl has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for grace and favor. Thank you that Marcus's bill was under $200 at the animal hospital. Praise you, Lord, that Marcus is comfortable and has a very good appetite. Praise you, Lord. You even heal our pets. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus. M.M. has a praise report. I thank the Lord for continuous increase in faith and growth in my life in Christ. Also, I want to thank him for healing my left arm, shoulder, wrist, and hand and fingers in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Dina has a praise report. Brother Bill's testimony about falling reminded me of a freak fall I had at work. My shoe and my shoelace got hung up in some equipment, and I could feel myself falling forward, but couldn't break the fall because it happened so fast on the cement floor. I did not feel the impact, nor got a scratch, nor felt any pain. I did notice three agents were at the end of the machine and one at the front of the machine before I fell. I did do warfare during this time. After the fall, they disappeared as I struggled to get my shoe untangled. Praise God for breaking my fall and being a testament that their weapons that were formed did not prosper. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, Daryl has a testimony. Lord, thank you for shrinking Marcus's boo-boo on his paw. Thank you, Lord, that Marcus is, has a good appetite and he's able to eat food. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Marcus is not trying to lick or scratch his paw. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for helping Marcus to get around the home. Thank you, Lord. Marcus is up in the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the sweet sleep. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord, for all that. And J.C. says, Father God, I'm grateful for your saving mercies. When a driver cut me off while I drove in a roundabout turnaround, nearly striking my vehicle, I thank you, Lord, for MIC's leadership urging us to applying the binding accident spirit before we go out and drive on our journeys. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord, for that. In case says, praise, I was yelling last night, telling. I knew yelling was wrong. I didn't agree with yelling, but my voice kept yelling. A red onion I'd eaten kept coming to mind. Well, I didn't need deliverance from some root of yelling, I just cannot eat much raw onion, like Pastor said. We need to take care of our spiritual and our natural. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He pays as a praise report. Today, a fast, I did what I was required to bind and loose. And the scripture reading, and did eat 
on the fasting menu for today. So when I started praying in tongues, the Lord interrupted me and began to speak. The Lord's first words to me were, I finally got your attention. Saints, we have to put away anything that gets in the way of our relationship with the word, with the Lord. Our bodies belong to him. Any opinions, selfish desires, ideologies, wrong imaginations, and sinful ways must be eliminated to have a nourished and fruitful relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's keep fighting to saints. Well, praise God. What a wonderful improvement. Thank you, Lord Jesus. JC has a praise report. Thank you, Father, for having me to bind demons in the insurance agent who overcharged me $74 and was hostile upon discovering her error. While she spoke with the billing department, I began to bind the spirits in her and forbid them to speak to me, and she immediately apologized for her error and went on to apologize two more times. Thank you, Lord, for the speedy response in Jesus' name. And Sam Owens has another praise report. Thanks, Heavenly Father, for waking me out of a deadly demonic dream. I was sleeping for a long time trying to awake, but you brought me out of the darkness and into the lights. Thanks, Heavenly Father, for saving my life. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, saints, I'll be posting the dream protocol in the chat room here shortly, and you all need to make copies of it, too. And we just give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful praise reports. These are awesome. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Yes, those are wonderful praise reports. And when you make a copy of the Dream Protocol, you need to see to it that it's attached inside your Bible so that you don't lose it, so that you all of a sudden can't find it, and it's all of a sudden someplace else. No, it needs to be inside the cover of your Bible so it can be found all the time. Amen? Some things we do make things easier for ourselves. That's a good thing. We're going to go to the guest call-ins for a little while tonight, and I'm coming to area code 251. Uh, so area code 2515, I'm going to be coming to you shortly. And so prepare yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, when we are doing the guest call-in things, I know you like to listen, but be a little prayerful in the background because when it's time to do the deliverance, you have to pray for these people. Some people have never experienced deliverance, and others have. And they need uh, some spiritual support, let me call it that, in the background. Amen? So we would appreciate your intercession during that time. Area code 2515, you're on the air live now. Hello? Hello? Let's see if this person's going to be shy or if they're going to answer. Area code 2515. You're on the air live in Jesus' name. Oh, sorry. 
My baby was crying, so I, I didn't hear you talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Father, we ask you to give the child some peace. Amen. Um, hello, Dr. Sabrina. I'm sorry, guys. Hello, everybody. I emailed you, but you told me to call in Friday, and I just was listening tonight. Okay, well, we're here. That's all right. Okay. Well, I emailed you about the snake that I found in my home, mm-hmm. and that I had COVID twice in six months. Mm-hmm. And I was in a car accident twice in six months. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been dealing with trying to get my car fixed. It never was fixed on the first time because Geico um, stopped paying for the insurance after 30, I mean, the rental after 30 days. So the person that was fixing the car just rigged it up, and then I was in another accident, and they still waiting on parts and still. So now it's at another body shop to be fixed. But I think that it's damaged. The first accident was a hit and run from behind, and the second accident we hit those barriers on the interstate twice in the front and the back of the car. Okay. But I also just want to care for me and my children. I'm going to go in the room with my other baby so he can hear you. All right. Okay. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the attacks that have been coming against our sister in Jesus' name. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, setter, yoke, and neck in Jesus' name. We cut her free from familiar spirits. We cut her free from familiar spirits in Jesus' name. We cut her free from the edge of the enemy. We cut her free from the cords of the devil. We cut her free from bonds of wickedness. In Jesus' name, we command those things to be broken and destroyed in her life now in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that have attacked her on the roadways in Jesus' name. I need you to come back on because you're going to have to cough, dear. I need you to unmute and come back on. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits that have come to intimidate her and the fear that has come to harass her in the name of Jesus. We bind those devils and we command them to come up and out. Deep breath and cough from your gut and keep going. Deep breath, cough from your gut. Come on out. All of those spirits, we take authority, dominion, and power over COVID demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Over COVID and every other illness and ailment and malady and disease. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to come up and out of her body in the name of Jesus Christ. All the ear, nose, and throat devils, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her body. Come out of her body. You have no right to be there. Her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and you have no right to be there. Come out of her lungs. Come out of her chest cavity. Come out of her bloodstream in the name of Jesus. 
Every, oh, every, every bacteria or germ that was transferred, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of her. Come out of her now in the name of Jesus. We forbid the transfer of such evil spirits to her children or to her family members in Jesus' name. Come on out of her body. Come out of her body in Jesus' name. Every one of you, come out of her body. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her body in Jesus' name. You have no right to be there. Fire of God, come and burn those spirits out in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. We uproot you now. We take the territory from you with the blood of Jesus and the power of his name, and we command you to leave her body right now in Jesus' name and never return. We close the portals that you use to enter in Jesus' name, and we seal them in the name of Jesus Christ. We close those portals, and we seal them in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her body. Go bound into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We cut her free from all witchcraft that's being sent against her life. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her body. Come out of her body. Even through dreams, you're bound. Come out of her body in Jesus' name. Come out of her dream life. Come out of her soul. Come out of her spirit. Come out of her body in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of witchcraft that's ever been sent to her, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Go back where you came from. Go back where you came from in Jesus' name. Go back where you came from. No weapon formed against her shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is written against her in judgment, we now condemn it in the name of Jesus Christ. All sacrifices that were made for her life, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. They shall have no effect. We place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. All sacrifices of any kind that were made over her life or the life of her children. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return you from whence you came. In Jesus' holy name, come on out. All of those evil spirits, all of that wickedness, come out of her body. Every devil that's been transferred to her from conception until this moment, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every trap and every plan of the devil. We break your grip and hold. We bind your plans. We disengage them in the name of Jesus Christ. We command those plans to be aborted in Jesus' name. Every plan of the enemy for her life. We command those plans to be aborted in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for releasing your warring angels to war over her as she's receiving deliverance in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come out of the mind. All the devils that are in the mind, all the spirits of confusion, all the spirits of fear, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out of her now. Come out of her now in the name of Jesus Christ. All those spirits of fear, all those spirits of intimidation, the unauthorized use of authority against her. Father, we ask that you release your favor in her life in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, 
child. Oh, spirits from childhood. You are bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of her. Spirits from childhood. You are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out and go into the cage to the feet of Jesus to be judged. Oh, hallelujah. Now take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and the Holy Fire and burn out everything that's not of Jesus Christ. Take a deep breath and open your mouth and release whatever comes out of your mouth. Do it again. Do it again. Okay, because he's going to speak to you on the inside. It's not going to come through the walls. He's going to speak to you on the inside. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Now, Father, we thank you for supplying all of her needs according to your riches and glory. In Christ Thank Jesus, you. our Lord. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're good to us. Thank you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. God bless you. And we'll Thank talk you. to you later. All righty. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is a special time, Lord, in our lives with you. And we cherish this time. Area code eight one eight. You're on the air. Oh, okay. Wait, let me get out. Uh, hi, I'm sorry, I'm um, noisy in here. Um, did you send me a radio? Yeah, I, I'm sorry because um, you know, you've been praying for me because I'm about to go. You know, I need like a surgery or something. I have this, you know, the issue with um, this really big, 
you know, um, it's a gigantic hernia and gigantic cysts and everything. And, you know, I'm going through, you know, through the process and they're saying, you know, I need to lose 100 pounds before they can do anything. And they want me to see a different specialist and all that stuff. And, and emotionally, and like, the, the, you know, I, I wasn't able to listen live to the last Wednesday's uh, or Friday service. But it spoke to me in volumes. But I, I want that prayer where it's like, you know, I am feeling really the more. It's not just for looks. It's for help. It's for looks. It's just for um, for feeling well. Like, I feel like it, it's just, I, I, I've let this go on too long to think, oh, I want to be healed and afraid to deal with it. Um, so I'm trying to deal with it. It's just really been, like, it's, um, we're always doing, working hard to not be afraid and everything. And, um, you know, it, it's just like, I feel like, it, but I just, I don't know, like, I, I just need deliverance, like, true deliverance from this, whatever it is. I, I, I believe it's, like, a lot of, from witchcraft and, like, the weight, you know, and all this stuff. It's just, um, it's not normal, because I, you know, and I am doing the fast and asking God to show me what I need to do and everything, but I, I really need to get this weight off so I can get the surgery, because it's really, it's very painful, the, the, what the, this condition and um and it's not so easy. You know, I lost fifty four pounds so I have another hundred to go before they could do surgery. And it's not easy. And that and then um yeah, that's I think basically it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority, dominion and power over the anxiety, the worry, the stress, the care of this situation on our system. I break its grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind the strength. I bind the worry. I bind the excess care concerning this matter in Jesus' name. And I release the peace of God over our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. The peace that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I ask you, Father, to help our sister to stay focused on Jesus Christ, not on her physical condition or what they asked her to do or what needs to be done, but to keep her mind focused on you. And as she does this, she will find the peace that she needs and the guidance that she's seeking. We ask you, Father, to help her to lose the other 100 pounds and to help all of those in Miracle Outreach Ministries who are seeking to lose weight. We ask you, Father, to provide what is needed, whether it be counsel, whether it be physical healing, whatever it may be. We look to you for your answer, for your counsel, for your solution, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. There may be someone also seeking to gain weight. We ask you, Father, to bless them as well in Jesus' name. We are believing for the improvement of the mental and physical health of every member of Miracle Outreach Ministry. And, Father, we are releasing the peace of God and the will of God over everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries. We thank you for that. We thank you for answering our prayers. And we thank you for helping our sister to take it one day at a time with you. 
just one day at a time, and to keep her mind focused on you and not the seeming enormity of the problem. We take authority, dominion, and power over all doubt, all fear, and all unbelief in Jesus' name. And we bind those spirits, and we loose the faith of God over our sister in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you can call those spirits out if you would like. (laughs) Come on out of her. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on out of her. Come on out of her in Jesus' name. (coughs) And enter her no more. Go bound into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Now, sister, when those spirits come back, their reinforcements, rather, shall I say, come back to uh, harass you, you have to bind them right away. You can't sit there and entertain them. You have to bind them at the onset. You know when those thoughts are coming. You just tell them no in Jesus' name. No, I will not entertain you. I bind you in the name of Jesus like when I'm alone and they come, I, I, I know I, I bind them, but then they get you like when you're in the middle of talking to a surgeon and you know what I mean? And you're, and that's when they start that the panic comes and I forget to bind it right then and there because I'm distracted, but you know what I mean? So that's, it's like they, they get trickier once the more you step up your game and you start binding them, they get tricky and find the times to harass you when you're at your weakest or in your sleep or, you know what I mean? It, and that's, I need to know how to really fight that part. That's not hard. You've got the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. You've got scriptures. You've got 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. You've got tons of arsenal. Okay. Amen. And what do you do, like, say, if you're talking to a doc, like, if you're at the, you're, you know, talking to a doctor, do you say it internally? Under or like, your breath, you, you know say 2 mean? Corinthians 10 and 5 and keep rolling. Okay, because I was having a mass, I was having a panic attack. My blood pressure went up sky high, um, and I, you know, and I didn't know what to do in the moment because I'm sitting there with a doctor. And you sit just, there with uh, the peace of God. Listen, I can If you're gonna listen, I can tell you. You plead the blood of Jesus over yourself under your breath. That's what okay. you do. You plead the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood of Jesus. Okay. Okay. I I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, and uh, there's there's more stuff going on. I would maybe I would like to drop you an email. It's just, but I don't want to keep. That I want to give nice. room for other people. Okay. I, I I love you and thank you. Love you too. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you're in the middle of something and you got to do warfare, plead the blood. You got the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hello. He's always there. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a pediatric program at Yale University has sparked outrage 
after its director said it helps children as young as three with their gender journeys through medical intervention. Dr. Christy Oleski, psychologist who co-founded and directs the Yale Pediatric Gender Program, was filmed describing the program as one that works with gender-expansive individuals, 3 to 25, and their families. We help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary, and we help them with their gender journey, uh, she said in a video posted on Yale School of Medicine's official YouTube channel. Specifically, the program will help individuals think through the risks and benefits of medical intervention, starting medical intervention, and also building support around them, she said. I love what I do, the professor continued. It's really, really wonderful to be working in this field and to be working with individuals who are gender diverse and gaining their support and helping them on their gender journeys, Yale Medical uh, launched the gender program in October 2015. According to its website, a family that brings their child to the clinic will first meet with a consultation team, including a pediatric endocrinologist and a mental health specialist who are experienced in dealing with gender variants and will learn more about the family's needs. We will discuss the risks and side effects of any proposed care options. <coughs> Excuse me, and work together to learn what support systems are already in place and determine what else our patients may need, the website states. Following that, the child will be given a readiness assessment, which includes obtaining information from patients and their family. After the evaluation, the program will offer a variety of care options related to gender affirmation, such as puberty-blocking treatments, cross-hormone therapies, and gender-affirming surgeries. The website specifies that the surgery options are only available to patients aged 18 and older, but it doesn't say how old the patient must be to get cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers. Of the video featuring the doctor, became widely circulated on Twitter this week, triggering a backlash against the program. Society has lost its marbles, commented Kelly Ward, chair of the Republican Party of Arizona. Kids' memories are just starting to work at three. Kids think they're dinosaurs or a dog. There is no gender journey at three. This is child abuse, wrote stand-up comedians the Hodge twins. The controversy comes as a growing number of pediatric health care providers embrace gender affirmation care, a concept rooted in passive gender ideology. The American Academy of Pediatrics, the National Organization of Pediatric Health Professionals, in its latest guidelines encourages pediatric providers to adopt a gender affirmative care model and offer services that are oriented toward understanding and appreciating the youth's gender experience. In such a model, transgender identities and diverse gender expressions 
are not considered a mental disorder, but normal aspects of human diversity. The model also recognizes gender identity as something that evolves as an interplay of biology, development, socialization, and culture. Uh Yale Medicine didn't respond to a request for comment. Neither did the doctor. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a Nigerian magistrate has scheduled the trial of a local journalist who was arrested for reporting about attacks against predominantly Christian communities and the government's failure to protect its citizens. Luca, I'm going to just say B because I don't want to tear up his last name, a Catholic journalist who was arrested last November will stand trial on September 6th on charges of cyber stalking and aiding and abetting the offenses of cybercrime the charges that he has denied. Catholic News Agency reported African desk, Africa desk editor Doug Burton earlier attributed, uh, what was the man's <laughs> I just lost his name there, Jesus. Lucas Cybercrime, wait a minute, hold on. Let me go back. Yeah. Was arrested. Okay, I got that part. Okay. Africa desk Doug Burton earlier attributed Luca's arrest to an October 29th article he wrote titled, In Nigeria, Police Decry Massacres as Wicked But Make No Arrest. The article is part of the newspaper's coverage of the deadly persecution of Christian farming communities in the African country that human rights advocates say has escalated to near genocidal levels in recent years as thousands have been killed. Christians in Nigeria's Middle Belt, which includes northern Kaduna State, are regularly targeted and killed by radicalized ethnic Fulani militants. The U.S.-based persecution watchdog, International Christian Concern, said in a statement explaining that since most Christians in Nigeria are farmers and the Fulani are nomadic herders, it's common for the situation to be characterized as a farmer-herder conflict rather than the genocide that it is. Luca's arrest and trial are an attempt to silence journalists who speak out about attacks on Christians in Nigeria. Uh, CNA, Christians in Nigeria, or CNA quoted Robert, Robert Destro, a law professor at the Catholic University of America and a former assistant secretary of state for democracy, human rights, and labor during the Trump administration, is saying, no politician likes criticism, but most understand that a reporter's job is to find the facts and report them honestly, Destro said. In his article... Luca pushed back on Kaduna's Commissioner of Internal Security and Home Affairs, Samuel Aruwin, characterization of an attack on Christian farmers in the state as a clash. The Nigerian government has long refuted claims by human rights activists that a religious genocide is taking place in Nigeria's Middle Belt states. According to a recent study, from the Anambra-based 
International Society for Civil Liberties and Rule of Law, at least 60,000 Christians have been killed in the past two decades in Nigeria. The organization, which is run by Christian criminologists, Emeka reported that hundreds of churches have been threatened, attacked, closed, destroyed, or burned in 2021 alone. In his article, Luca included a quote from a Nigerian senator who accused the Kanduna government of using Samuel, a Christian, to cause confusion and cover up the genocide going on in Christian southern Kaduna by describing the attacks as a clash as opposed to a targeted act of violence against Christians. Luca was reportedly released on bail in February, but his health deteriorated while in prison. The U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom noted, saying he suffers from an ailment in his joints and one of his knees that required him to use crutches to walk. He was previously imprisoned in 2017 for breach of the peace. The journalist had previously served as the bureau chief of Vanguard newspapers until 2017. Then after he was in prison, I don't think he got hired by any newspaper group because the way it was explained to me, he's considered a controversial reporter, Burton said in an earlier interview. So I started working with him in March this year, maybe May of this year, and I encouraged him to compile reports. I work with him as his editor, and so he's published some very timely and factual reports about kidnapping and mass murder. Luca is married with six children. Amen. So we're thanking the Lord for his righteous judgment. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning... Nearly 5 million illegal immigrants have crossed U.S. borders in the 18 months since President Joe Biden took office, according to a new report. A total of 4.9 million illegal aliens, including some 900,000 gotaways who evaded apprehension, have since disappeared into American communities, having entered the country by the end of July. The Federation for American Immigration Reform said in a statement on August 16th, roughly the equivalent of the entire population of Ireland has illegally entered the United States in the 18 months President Biden has been in office, with many being released into American communities. Fair President Dan Stein said in the press release, he blamed Biden for putting the unprecedented surge down to external factors, not the administration's own sabotage of immigration law. After rolling back key Trump-era policies, Biden presided over the largest number of apprehensions of illegal immigrants in the U.S. at the U.S. America, at the U.S.-Mexico border in a calendar year in the history, recording almost 1.9 million arrests this year. The endless flow of illegal aliens and the incursion of lethal narcotics pouring across our border will not end until this administration demonstrates a willingness to enforce our laws, Stein said. The White House didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. 
2 million illegal aliens have entered the country in the first 10 months of this financial year, according to data from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. In June, more than 207,000 illegal immigrants have have apprehended attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border, making this the highest number of June apprehensions in history. Although July saw a slim decline in CBP encounters at the southwest border of of nearly 200,000, 200, turned out to be the 17th straight month with more than 150,000 encounters, representing a three, 325% increase over the average number of July apprehensions under the Trump administration. The statement reads, among the over 120,000 illegal aliens deported from the border in July, only 37% of the arrests led to expulsions under Title 42, a 7% drop from last month. Border agents process the majority of the rest under Title VIII, which oftentimes lets illegal aliens be released into the U.S. interior while their cases sit in backlog immigration court. The Biden administration announced it would end the Trump-era Title 42, a border policy put in place on public health grounds amid the COVID-19 pandemic which it had been forced to keep in place owing to a lack of notice. CBP also reported 10 individuals on the FBI's terror watch list were apprehended in July between ports of entry at the southwest border, pushing the total for the current fiscal year to 66. Meanwhile, CPBC's 2,130 pounds of synthetic opioid fentanyl last month, more than three times that did in June, and topping the previous monthly record of nearly 1,300 pounds set in April. It nearly equals the total amount of fentanyl confiscated throughout 2019. Sounds like we have a problem. Mm. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Denise Wang Stoneback is the Illinois House representative for the land of Lincoln's 16th District north of Chicago. A longtime gun control advocate, Representative Stoneback founded something called People for a Safer Society. The PSS site says People for a Safer Society is a gun violence prevention organization founded in early 2013 shortly after the Sandy Hook Elementary School tragedy. The organization aims to educate people and raise awareness of gun violence. The organization facilitates education, awareness, and advocacy that can make a difference on local, state, and federal levels. In addition to pushing for common-sense gun laws, People for a Safer Society informs communities about non-legislative solutions, such as divestment from gun manufacturers. People for a Safer Society is best in Skokie, Illinois, and has engaged communities throughout the Chicagoland area. In short, Stoneback appears to be 
a Shannon Watts wannabe who wasn't successful or savvy enough to catch the eye or the wallet of big bucks benefactor like Michael Bloomberg. She was able, however, to parlay her gun control advocacy into a Chicago Tribune endorsement and a seat in the Illinois House. One of the gun control measures Representative Stoneback helped push over the line before being elected was the Firearms Restraining Order Act, Illinois' version of a red flag confiscation law. Once in office, she helped expand the law so that more people, including ex-spouses and those with common children, could drop a dime on a gun owner and move to confiscate their firearms. Now Republican Stoneback is making sure that all of her constituents know about the law and can easily petition a court to grab the guns of someone they know and love or just someone with whom they have a beef. Because what good is creating a way for just about anyone to disarm someone they know if no one is aware of it? As the flyer states, after quoting the bogus statistic that the Highland Park July 4th shooting was the 322nd mass shooting so far this year. If you know a person in crisis, you can prevent a gun tragedy. Family and household members can request a FRO from the courts directly, and anyone can request that an FRO be filed through law enforcement to temporarily remove guns and prevent the purchase of new guns by individuals who pose a significant risk of harm to themselves and others. Of course, the Illinois law, like virtually every red flag confiscation law, is a due process free affair. The target of the confiscation order isn't informed until police arrive to grab his or her gun. Only then can they respond in court and try to prove that they aren't a danger to anyone and should have their firearms returned. As Representative Stoneback claims in the flyer, research shows that these laws are effective when people are aware of them and use them properly, and countless mass shootings, homicides, and suicides have been prevented nationwide. Representative Stoneback wants to make it as easy as possible for her to constituents to swear out a complaint and grab someone's or anyone's gun. So if you don't like somebody, you can just take out a complaint. It could be your ex-girlfriend from three years ago, and you just have her gun picked up. Now, isn't that cute? Amen. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge. Prices of homes all around the world, all around the world, have been pushed very high as big investment companies have moved in and bought thousands of homes at a time helping to push up prices and force out private buyers, and force out private buyers. At the same time, the quality of housing has fallen dramatically. Builders who obey EU laws about house construction invariably produce shoddy, poorly built properties which are not designed to last. It is worth noting that houses in Japan are built to last 30 years. After that, they, are, they either fall down or they are knocked down and replaced. 
The process of destroying the long-established principle of home ownership is already well underway. Interest rates are rising and likely to continue to rise for years as central banks appear to struggle to control the runaway inflation they created. Rising interest rates will make it more difficult for new buyers to get their feet into the bottom of the property ladder, and they will make it increasingly difficult for those who own homes to hang on to them. Constantly rising energy prices will add to the expense of owning a home, particularly if the home is old and poorly insulated. Banning Russians from property ownership will also reduce prices. Still worse, the government in the U.K. is forcing 15 million house owners to make such massive and ruinous expensive changes to their homes that the only practical solution will be to knock down perfectly good, solid homes. The energy performance certificates, which must now be linked to every home, are to be revised in 2025 to include a variety of untested, unpopular, expensive, inefficient eco-inventions, which are popular with the conspirators and the global warming cultists who represent their views in the media and political marketplace. So houses which have uh, remote-controlled thermostats will have a better-rated energy performance, and so will houses which are fitted with heat pumps, be absurdly expensive to fit and expensive-to-run replacements for traditional gas boilers. Heat pumps cost up to, I don't know how much money that is, to have fitted and cost four times as much to run as gas boilers. Heat pumps also require electricity, and since most electricity will for many years be obtained from fossil fuels and from burning wood pellets imported into the U.K. from across the Atlantic, the logic is difficult to understand. The absence of logic hasn't stopped politicians embracing heat pumps and many other absurd eco-inventions. And those who choose to prefer more traditional, more sensible forms of heating a home will be punished. Landlords who rent out homes have already been told that after 2027 it will be illegal to lease properties which are not highly rated. Within a few years, homes which do not satisfy the new requirements will be unsaleable. Homeowners who don't have a heat pump fitted will not be allowed to sell their home. Sadly, however, the cost of running a home fitted with a heat pump will mean that that homeowners who do have a heat pump fitted will not be able to sell their home because it will be considered too expensive to run. And, of course, the conspirators want all of us living in high-rise apartment blocks. There will be no pets, and the apartments will be small and identical. Everything will be controlled centrally. And if the conspirators want to control the people living in the apartment building, they can do so easily by locking the entrance doors. This is, of course, this, of course, is what is happening in China in April and May 2020 when the authorities decided to pursue their absurd zero COVID policy. Apartment buildings were firmly shut and the inhabitants were refused permission to leave. Home prices will fall notably. Over the next decade or so, the homeless will be forced into new tiny cardboard flats in approved city centers 
But if your social credit rating is poor, you will find it difficult or impossible to rent a home of your own. So what does the future hold for those with poor social credit ratings? Well, of course, one of the principal tenets of the Great Reset is that the global population will be reduced to 500 million. But until then, where will all the homeless live? Maybe in something similar to the debtor's prison, which Dickens portrayed so well. Alternatively, the streets will be full of penniless, vagrant families wrapped in any clothes they possess. In cold weather, they will keep warm with layers of cardboard, and if they are lucky, a tattered, dirty old sleeping bag or two. Well, we turn to you. We turn to you, Lord Jesus. We know that these people do not have the love of God in them, nor do they want it, but we turn to you. Amen. Amen. Brother Marshall. The button, Brother Marshall. Okay, we'll hold on a second. There you go. There you go. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Father God, for bringing us here for such a time as this. Esther may not have felt that way initially, but she saw the good result afterward, Father God. When she got together with all of her countrymen, all the Israelites, when things they saw, they, they didn't have the, the, uh, the, the ruler, her husband, had a guy he went along with, who he gave him carte blanche to just kill all the Jews, and they said, well, what are we going to do? So they, what did they do? Oh, they prayed and fasted. And why did they do that? Because there's someone bigger than the local magistrate or the local king or the guy with the, the ring from the king's hand who would like to decree things. And who is that one who has all power in heaven and earth? Well, Father, your word says, Jesus says in Matthew 28:18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Whoa. All power. And it says, and you foretold this back in Isaiah, maybe 700 years before that, in Isaiah chapter 9, for thou hast broken the, verse 4 and following, for thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the war is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Tele. Wonderful Counselor, thank you for being the Wonderful Counselor, Lord. The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you for making peace by the blood of your cross. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you for your zeal, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you hung on that tree for the joy set before you, for all of us. You took our cup of cursing in your own body on that tree that we might receive your cup of blessing. We thank you for that, Lord. And we thank you for the, the prophecy that the angel gave to Jesus' mother in the natural, Father God, in Jesus' name, because he was the, always been the, the word of God. He came in the flesh as the son of God. And the angel said in Luke one thirty and following, and the angel said unto, unto Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Isn't that we all need favor with God? 
And behold, I shall conceive in thy womb, bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, or Savior. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign. Who reigns? Kings reign. And he shall, he's the king. And, and he shall reign for over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Luke one thirty three. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Jesus, you're the Lord of lords and king of kings. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace, of my big brother Jesus, concerning all these challenging opportunities that Sabrina has uh, posted, or our brother Bill posted, and Sabrina has just read through, Father God. Thank you for helping us to know how to pray. We ask for your wisdom and discernment. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, in Psalm 50, verse 15. And the end of Psalm 91, because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. We ask for your intervention and adjudication concerning all these situations with this perversion that's being espoused as being science or something, oppositions of science falsely so-called, as the scripture says in Timothy, I believe it is, from these people from Yale University. And Father God, many of these universities that were started as Christian uh, institutions have drifted way far away from their origins, Father God. We ask you, Father God, that you save the children. We ask that you deliver all the children from the parents that don't know any better, from the parents that have been bewitched, of some of the parents that may be gay and they were able to adopt children. We ask you to deliver all the children that are growing up that don't have someone to stand in for them. You said in your word that your holy angels always behold your face, Father. We ask you to send your angels to fight for the children, deliver the children, Father God. We know they're more with us than with them, like you said in, in 2 Kings chapter 6. Father, send your beating warring angels, whatever angels, to fight for all of your children, big children and the little children, every nation, every nation, Father God, not just the United States and Nigeria as well, all those in harm's way, Father God, those many people. God, we were at Boko Haram and done some nasty things as we prayed about previously, Father God. We ask you to deliver all those that you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Well, we're all whosoever's. And that's like you said in Joel 2.32. Well, we can call upon your name. So how do we do that? We take the cup of salvation. We call upon your name. They that do know thy name will put their trust in thee. If you have not forsaken them that seek thee. You told us to seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. And you're the last Adam, Jesus, blood in the face. We plead that blood over each and every one of us, all those that we were interceding for, Father God, those Christians in harm's way in Nigeria, even those that are mm, Christian on the surface. Some Catholics are actually Christians, but I don't know. Father God, you know, Nancy Pelosi claims to be a Christian, <laughs> a Catholic Christian. Joe Biden claims to be a Catholic. Mm. I think they're hoping to get to heaven because the Pope's going to give them a special pass. Um, but I don't know if that's going to work too well. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver all those that are standing for the truth as best they know how, Father, in Jesus' name. Deliver all those in harm's way, the United States, and every nation, Father God, to Nigeria, every nation, Father God. We bind the adversary to kill, steal, and or destroy. Send against all the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ Nazareth. Father, we thank you for intervening. Thank you, Father, your arm's not too short to save. Thank you for revealing who the, who the Lord Jesus really, really is. 
We know he's sitting at your right hand, and you've given him that power and that authority. And we thank you for the privilege of being joint heirs with Christ. We've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And as joint heirs with Christ, you said, Thou shalt be great things, shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. So we thank you, Father, for sending your obedient angels to fight for your children, Father God. Just like you said in Matthew twenty six fifty three, Jesus said he could ask for more than 12 legions of angels. And you said the things, Jesus said the things that I have done, you can do, and greater things than these in John Kodoba fourteen twelve. So we ask you, Father, because Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Thank you for hearing the intercessions of the Godhead, Father, particularly Jesus interceding with the Holy Ghost growing through us and inspiring us to pray in the Spirit the way you want. You said, that the brothers should, should pray and not faint, the beginning of, of Luke chapter 18. Man ought always to pray and not to faint. Why shouldn't we faint? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And thank you, Jesus. You said, in you we live and move and have our being. And what are you What are you wearing? Oh, you wear a vesture. You wear clothing, a vesture dipped in blood. And your name is the Word of God. Father God, we ask you to overturn this whole agenda, Father God, by bringing in the so-called global reset. And we think of the great awakening you're bringing, Father. The great awakening you're bringing to this nation, Father God, and to many, many, many other nations, people in Australia, the people in Austria, the people in Germany, many, many in the United Kingdom, and many, many areas, Father God, in Russia, Father God, in Ukraine even. Yes, Father. And we thank you, Father God, for overturning the plans and schemes of the enemy through the global medical tyranny and their plans with the bioweapons from, the, from these weapon labs that they try to uh, put nice euphemistic names on them. Oh, this is to help protect people. Well, their idea of protecting people and protecting children seems to be the total opposite of what God wants, the God who created heaven and earth, the only true creator God, not the God of this world. So Satan, you're bound, or your underlings are bound, and every one of your demonic assignments to steal, kill, and to destroy, coming against all those, all those standing for the truth. In the United States of America, where many people have been challenged, especially in the, in the Southwest, but that's not limited to that area, because they, they're sprinkling the, the people, especially the children, they're shipping them all over the place, Father God. Even the people from Texas decided to send some up to Washington, D.C., and up to New York City. to say, hey, you want some illegal aliens? We'll give you a whole bunch of them. So we thank you, Father God, for waking up the people. Even the mayor of New York is waking up to the fact, hey, wait a minute, we can't afford these people. How is it? How, we already stretched out to the max already. How can we do this? And that's just for the people who are not actually going out to just murder people or to rape people. Father God, even as like they've been doing in where is that? In Sweden, so many people, so many of the, of the natural Swedes have been deluded out. You know, the Soros whole game plan is just deluding out. Nobody will know what a nation is. You're not going to be Swedes. You're not going to be U.S. The good old um, United States of America. No, no, no. They want people to be so blended, so mixed up, like you're thrown in a kind of a set of a gun in a more like a garbage disposal than a blender. But anyway, all mixed up and spread together. Father, we ask you to deliver the people from harm's way, including from the kind of about that, the flood of fentanyl coming from the CCP. Aren't they generous? Being, being brought over here, Father God, to, to cause the people to be weak and sickly and die prematurely, including all the other agendas that they have to take over this nation, Father God, because we know a lot of the people from the Progressive movement, Father God, have thought that the, the, the most recent so-called vaccine 
was beneficial. And they're finding out, as Sabrina said early on, it may not be as beneficial as they were told. A lot of people are waking up, even in the big names in the news media are waking up. Well, I got it, but I found out, oh, it's not helping. So what do they need? Well, they need all these other people brought in. Father God, we thank you, Father God. That's for your divine help and intervention, Father God. It's only you can do it. Only you can do it. That's for your spiritual. Take it to the spiritual court, Father God, in Jesus' name. That if if your arm is not too short to save, if you can, if you, if they can change the elections and ram things through, Father God, you can go the other way. You can make it. You can make it the way you want, Father God. The Most High rules in the kingdom of men. You give it to whomsoever He will, just like you said in in the book of Daniel, chapter four. In Jesus' name. And we, Father, we ask you to overturn all these perverse laws and perverse things, calling evil good and good evil, from this person, Stoneback in Illinois, who tried to ram through this thing to have a red flag law to just take away people's firearms. Whatever happened to the Second Amendment? I, I, in between, and what they did to. And the people in Australia said, never let them take your guns. Well, but I only bought them to go do a little deer hunting once in a while. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't want you to have any meat either. No, 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 no. You're going to eat bugs and, and everything else. There's nothing wrong to have vegetables. You did great with Daniel. He didn't want to eat what? The meat sacrificed to, uh, to the fallen gods in uh, Babylon. So he had, he had water and pulse, vegetables, and it did him good. And his face and his flesh and him and his, his buddies were fairer and fatter than all the others that were eating the, the meat that was sacrificed to Lucifer. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver us from every plan of the enemy and all the sacrifices, not just from the, the Islamist groups that have their own sacrifice to their false gods. They have some lovely-looking food, but they sacrifice it to demons, Father God. We ask you to deliver us all from every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or, or harm every member of the body of Christ globally, in every nation, Father God, including the United States, in the United Kingdom, in all European nations, Father God, yes, and in China too, many, 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 many hundreds of thousands of Christians forced into the equivalent of slave labor camps, and those that were forced into these high-rise buildings where they just locked them in and some people didn't get enough nourishment. Oh, they gave them a rotten pig every once in a while to, to eat for the whole community. Isn't that interesting? Father God, not everybody wants to eat rotten pig. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, some of the people, I don't know if they're Jewish, but some of the people might find that rather displeasing. Father God, in Jesus' name, Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention. You said, ask, and you shall receive. You said, everyone that asketh, asketh receive it. He that seeketh, find it. Him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So we're asking, seeking, and knocking. Thank you for opening the door of faith to the Gentiles. So we take to the battle to the gate, to the door. Jesus says, the door, just like it says in your word, in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, around verse 9. Jesus is the door. And so we take the battle to the gate, Father God, in Jesus' name. Just like you said to Father Abraham in Genesis 22:17. Then a blessing, and will bless thee, and multiply, and will multiply thy seed. Who was the seed of Abraham? Oh, it was it was the Messiah coming down through the lineage, as the stars of heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and this and the seed shall and thy seed, Abraham's seed, shall possess the gate of his enemies, like it says in Genesis twenty-two seventeen. And we've been recently looking, as we've been binding and loosing, we've been looking into 
Galatians recently, and you said going back a chapter, not Galatians 5, but Galatians 6, kind of, a, and if you be Christ, did Jesus purchase each of us with his own blood, the blood of God? If you be Christ, we're not our own, we're redeemed. We're redeemed by, what how did we get redeemed? Did Jesus use S&H Green Stance or, or Swiss Franks or something? No, no, no. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise and joint heirs with Christ, just like it says in Romans chapter 8. I think it's around verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If children, then heirs, then heirs and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with them, we may be also glorified together. So these light and momentary inconveniences are working for us a far more eternal weight of glory. So, Father God, we Continue to rejoice in the Lord always, because we're your house, Lord. And if we're your house, we're rejoicing in the Lord always. And as, as Pastor Sabrina read the scripture from Acts 16, 25, Paul and Silas, when they were in harm's way, in, in the shackles, in the darkest prison, in the dungeon down there, when they were praying and praising the Lord, who were they praying for? They were praying for that jailer and his family, because that jailer had put them in the stocks. That jailer had put them in extreme pain in the stocks, so their legs are so far apart, practically ripping their hip joints out of socket. And they weren't moving, they were praying for him. So we pray for those who despitefully use us. All those in the various administrations of these different governments, not just in Illinois, the federal government of the United States, those that are controlling this flood across the U.S. border, those that are controlling these red flag laws, and all the rest of the nonsense. Father, if you can wake the people up, wake them up, Father. Wake them up. Wake up the body of Christ, the sleeping giant, all over your earth, Lord, that your earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we thank you for waking them up. So Satan, you're bound. Use a mind blinder bound. Use the spirit behind mass psychosis are bound. Use the eye-blocking spirits are bound. Use the spirit, cut about that, uh, of stealing, killing, destroying. Everyone of your plans to steal, kill, and destroy. Cancel, seven and nullify. Just join us with Christ. We decree and declare in agreement. According to Matthew 18, 19, in Jesus' name. Use Satan, they're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every ungodly spirit, all marine spirits are bound. Every spirit of perversion is bound. Asmodus, Asmodus, Incubus, Sacrifice. Every spirit of Leviathan, Kundalini. Every unclean and perverse spirit are bound in Jesus' name. All thrust into the cage, guys. In the mouth of every ungodly spirit in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue must arise against the unjustness that shall condemn. But this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Thank you for rendering unto man your righteousness, just like it says in Job 33 26, and just like it says in, in Romans 5 17. Thank you for the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And we thank you for what you've done, Lord. Glory to God in the highest. Thank you, Lord, for your gift of righteousness. And righteousness delivers from death. And we thank you for delivering us from death, even as you said. Again, we'll quote it in Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions. Who's he? God. God created heaven and earth. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. For if we died with Jesus, dead to the old man, dead to ungodly fear, dead to carrying grudges, dead to untimely judgment. And we pray for those who despite the use of Father. We ask you to save the souls of those that can be saved because we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And our faith worketh by love. 
in Jesus' name. And you said, Jesus speaking in Matthew 5:44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. They may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. So, Father, we th- thank you for sending rain for all of us. Thank you for Tammy's prayers. I think it was Tammy tonight. Thank you for the rain you've given to different parts of this country, Father God, and other areas that desperately need it, Father God. We know that the heat wave has been absurd. And we bond every one of those spirits trying to control the weather and the atmosphere contrary to your perfect plan, Father God. We ask you to break the machines, send your angels to break the machines, whatever they're using. We thank you, Father God, for intervening and sending, bringing conviction on those that are involved, Father God. Some of them are low levels. They don't know that they're, they're just being uh, unwilling pawns in this scheme of the enemy. To, to, to totally mess up the planet, Father God, being able to support life. So, Father God, we ask you for your divine intervention to deliver all the children, all those in harm's way, not just in, in Nigeria, not just in Illinois, every nation, every area, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for doing so. We're all in agreement according to your word, because if two of you on earth are going to stretch anything else, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. We thank you for your divine intervention, Father God. What did you do when, when the, uh, Paul and Silas were praying? Oh, you sent an earthquake. And all the shackles, all the, the bonds fell off. And what happened? The jailer was about to commit suicide. And what did, what did Paul say? Hey, could about that. He said, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And then he said, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved in your household. You'll be so, so in your household. Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And then we find shortly thereafter, he was washing their wounds, and he had a conversion-type experience. And I don't know where they got baptized, but they got baptized right away. Him and his whole family, right away, they didn't dilly-dally around. I don't know what they had. A bucket of water. I don't know what they did. But maybe there was a, a lake or a stream, whatever. Anyway, they got baptized right away. And this whole house, they sent meat before them. They gave them something to eat. We thank you, Father God, that he, all of a sudden, this was the man who was in fear of his life, who put them in the, in the, in the shackles, in the, in the stocks, Father God. But now he was more concerned about taking care of them because he discovered, oh, I'm a brother with this person who I used to hate. And that people that used to have a reason to hate the jailer, they loved the jailer because... He suddenly became a member of the body of Christ. You can do it in the blink of an eye, Father God. You remove our sins as far as the east is from the west. In a moment of time, as soon as we take the cup of salvation, we repent and renounce all sins, we go down in the water and we wash away the old man, Father God, the spirits of ungodly fear and selfishness and every other ungodly spirit of idolatry and worshiping medical tyranny, cultists, in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Father God, for removing all those. Father God, even your promises in Psalm 37 are genuine and real, Father God, that we know there's some people spreading themselves like the green bay tree right now. Oh, we're strong and powerful, and we're mighty, and the Klaus Schwab's of the world and all those type of people. But they're going to all be gone. Why? Because they're just flesh. But Jesus, the word of God is forever. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth is going to be changed. We think if there's going to be a new heaven and new earth. If this earth is too messed up, Father God, we have a new heaven and new earth to look forward to. So what's the worst thing that can happen? We get to go be with Jesus forever. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you for the new heaven and the new earth that you're providing, that we don't have anything to do. Keep our 
Virginia and every place and every nation on the country. And all the particulars, those who are exposed to the flood of the Lord, thank you, Lord, for appointing salvation for all of the Lord. 